This week I've participated in several meetings and I've gotten a glimpse into what really matters to you all, to this congregation. I've been listening deeply while learning about this community, your spiritual home. You have shared your pride in all the ways you work together to create opportunities for spiritual nourishment and renewal, for being a catalyst for change, for embodying our UU values and principles. And throughout these conversations, the common thread has been hope, yours and mine. My prayer this morning is that we may be blessed with many, many opportunities to activate hope on our shared journey. I learned from environmental justice activist Joanna Macy that active hope is something you do rather than have. It involves being clear about what we hope for and then playing our role in the process of moving in that direction. She calls this time the great turning. Bless you. And she teaches us that the journey of finding and offering our unique contribution to this great turning helps us to discover new strengths, open to a wider network of allies, and experience a deepening of our aliveness. She says that when our responses are guided by the intention to act for the healing of our world, the mess we're in not only becomes easier to face, but our lives also become more meaningful and satisfying. I believe that these teachings about active hope can also be applied to the healing of our nation, the healing of our hearts, the heart of democracy, our congregations, and that they're not just limited to environmental justice, but certainly includes that, includes every aspect of our lives. We are experiencing a great turning on so many levels right now within a pandemic, witnessing the war in Ukraine, and I have placed this headscarf from Ukraine here to symbolize our hope for peace. So hope, what is it, little mole? What is hope? Is it just wishful thinking? Some years ago, I went to hear a very prominent preacher and he offered a sermon on hope. He reminded us that in English, to hope is to expect, to await something good. But that in Spanish, the word hope, esperanza, comes from the verb esperar, to wait. And this wait can be in apprehension. And it could be something good or something not so good. So this latter definition includes the element of fear. Well, my colleague stated that he didn't have a problem with a hope in God. 
he found it problematic to hope that all things will work out for the best. He said that history and personal experience shows that it seldom does, if ever. That as we experience horrible accidents, financial collapses, people losing everything that is dear to them, bad things do happen to good people. And he claimed that hope in history is filled with stories of vanquishing good, of brutality and crushing peace, that we presently live in a world that's not getting better. He said it's getting worse, and he asked, what role then is played by religious hope? Is it the opiate Marx claims it to be? And then he stopped me on my tracks when he asserted that hope as a statement of unfounded belief serves as an important middle-class purpose. That all too often hope becomes an excuse not to deal with reality of injustice. And that far too many who are on the margins of society, those who need it the most, have no hope. So that gave me pause. And as someone who was unchurched for many years, who grew up with liberation theology and Marxist understandings of human suffering and human rights, I can grasp these statements and I can follow this line of thinking and I might theoretically come to the same conclusions. But... As a survivor, as a working class queer immigrant, the idea of hope being naive or serving only a middle class purpose just does not jive, just doesn't make sense in my own personal experience and in the miracles that I have witnessed throughout my life. The people on the margins who choose to create hope despite the devastating realities. The people on the margins who nurture hope despite being beaten down over and over again. The people who activate hope as a collective resistance, who practice hope while in bondage and who celebrate hope when we together bend the arc of the universe even if it's just a little bit closer to justice. It is not an naive or anemic kind of hope. It is not wishful thinking kind of hope, but a hope born out of broken chains, an active hope that requires mind, body, and spirit, an embodied hope that is not a thing we have but the things we do individually and together as a community. And I don't think that anyone who has been involved in this great turning that has resulted in a new dawn for our nation, this new administration, no one would say that our hope was wishful thinking or that it served only middle-class interests. 
our hope during the previous administration, during those four long years followed by the pandemic. Our hope might have been raggedy at times, frayed at the seams, almost impossible to even imagine. And yet, and yet, beloveds, something did change. No matter how small the thing that we did, we collectively activated hope. And in the process, we changed individually and collectively. For once we have experienced this collective activation of hope, things cannot remain the same, can they? Yes, it is true that the struggle continues, that the systems that produce poverty and oppression do not magically disappear. But it is also true that hope changes everything. Joanna Macy teaches us that when following the path of an inspiring vision, we are also likely to encounter that voice dismissing what we hope for as unnecessary, unpractical, impractical. The greater the gap between present reality and what we would like to have happened, the louder this voice might be. But when we dare, when we dare to believe and to make our visions possible, when we dare to act on this belief, extraordinary changes can take place. Can they not? As Nelson Mandela once said of change, it always seems impossible until it is done. It always seems impossible until it is done. Joanna Macy recognizes that in the face of ongoing injustice and suffering, it's easy to get discouraged and difficult to sustain the belief that what we hope for is possible. It is painful to keep hold of a vision if we don't believe that we can make meaningful progress toward it. She says that there are two ways of looking at change. Continuous change, which, which happens incrementally at a steady, predictable rate over many, many decades. And discontinuous change, sudden shifts that surprise us, structures that appear as fixed and solid as the Berlin Wall can collapse or be dismantled in a very short time. An understanding of discontinuous change opens up a genuine sense of possibility. And I quote, When we see with new eyes, we recognize how every action has significance, how the bigger story of the great turning is made up of countless smaller stories of communities, campaigns, and personal actions. We, right now, right here, are at the threshold of a new dawn. And moving forward, we might ask, what do we most want to do for the healing of our own heart, our congregations, our communities, our nation, and the world?
What resources, inner and outer, do we have that will help us do this? What might we need to let go of, unlearn, to learn, develop, or obtain? What obstacles will we encounter, and how will we together overcome these obstacles? When we dare to believe that what we hope for is possible, we can dare to act. And it is important to keep that fire of commitment burning, not to burn out. So we've also been talking, right, this past week about how to keep the light shining bright, the light of hope how we need to take care of ourselves and each other, how we need spiritual renewal, how we need to ground ourselves spiritually in order to have the energy, the passion, and the joy to continue the work in here and out there. When I was searching for music for this service, I was thinking about Pete Seeger and Joan Baez and Victor Jara. And I thought about Pete Seeger and I wondered if he were here, what would he say and sing about during these times? And then I found Emma's revolution song, Sing People Sing. And I thought, singing, music, is such a profound and beautiful way to renew and activate hope, to embody and share hope through music. Pete Seeger modeled for us what it is to be a lifetime activist, a catalyst for hope, an agent of change through music, transforming the impossible into possibility, going everywhere, even beyond the walls of his comfort and bringing an international hymn of peace, of love, and hope. At a time when the Hudson River in New York was terribly polluted, Pete would gather people by the river and sing them into hope, giving them a vision that another river was possible. That movement created a vision that movement nourished and activated hope and people's enthusiasm, and it resulted in the Hudson River experiencing great transformations and becoming once again healthy and life-sustaining. Music is renewable energy, and so is our hope. If we see it as valuable, then we become more interested in how we can nourish, renew, and restore this precious resource. I am so grateful for the music ministry in this congregation. It is unique. It is beautiful, deeply grounding, and it embodies our values and principles. Just want to express my gratitude to all the singers Thank you, thank you, thank you.
So active hope requires enthusiasm and having our heart in it for the long run. Beloveds, here we are on the threshold of a new era for this beloved congregation. Changes are happening that once perhaps were hard to imagine. You've been working diligently to make changes that will strengthen this congregation on many different levels. The staff, the board, the ministerial search committee, the various committees and ministries, and the congregation at large have all been working hard to make change possible and to keep hope alive. This is not magical thinking. This is not the result of being naive. This active hope that you have created has been nourished by each and every one of you. You have weathered many storms and faced many difficult challenges in the recent past in the midst of a pandemic. My hope and my prayer is that active hope, esperanza, will continue to be our guiding light, will continue to be our compass and our daily practice. So let us together step through this threshold with enthusiasm, with grateful and joyful hearts as we climb the next hill, as we greet the new dawn. And let me close my remarks with an excerpt from Amanda Gorman's prophetic words. And yet the dawn is ours. Even as we grieved, we grew. Even as we hurt, we hoped. Even as we tired, we tried. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. When the day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. Amen. 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 Ashe and blessed be. <laughs>